Welcome to the Misty Bloom Book Club. It's Ada. I hope you're taking good care of yourself and doing well. In this episode, I'm gonna be reviewing Julitan by Miriam Warner Vieira. This book is only 80 pages long, and so we're gonna have a short-ish episode, but it's gonna be good. Also, I'm gonna have to warn you, like you've probably guessed already, that I'm gonna be a little pretentious in this episode. The reason is because the protagonist of this book, Julitan, is very cultured and very French. So I'm gonna embody bougie. Are you ready? Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys, I need to tell you, I didn't plan on reviewing Julitan because I actually ordered a different book that's currently out of print, but the bookseller insisted on selling the book I originally wanted to purchase, the one that's out of print, alongside Julitan. So that's how I ended up with this novel. I read it for fun, but a few pages in, I was like, you're going to be in the Misty Bloom book club, Julitan. <laughs> <laughs> also, I found out that the author, Miriam Warner Vieira, has an interesting background. She's French-Caribbean from Guadeloupe, married a Senegalese man, and emigrated to Senegal with him to raise their family, which kind of mirrors Julitan, after whom this novel is named. The novel is set in the 1960s. Julitan is an orphaned young West Indian woman living in Paris who meets and falls deeply in love with a charming Senegalese man, Mamadou, who is studying to be a lawyer. They get married soon after his graduation, and together they leave Paris to live in his home country of Senegal. Upon arriving in Senegal, Julitan struggles, of course, like any foreigner would, to adapt to Senegalese culture and traditions. But here's the kicker, and I promise you're not ready for this. Julitan discovers that Mamadou is already married with children. So the novel follows Julitan's discovery of this betrayal and her struggle to come to terms with the realization that she is now in an Islamic polygamous marriage. Can you guys believe all this BS that this loser, Mamadou, knowingly dragged poor Julitan across continents into? And Julitan's struggle, unfortunately, manifests itself in increasingly severe mental and emotional distress. But a quick sidebar, which I kind of need to stop myself from spending the episode cussing out Mamadou, I was curious to see if Julitan was ultimately the author's story disguised as fiction, but there's a note at the end of the novel that says that there is little similarity between the the author and Julitan, besides their West Indian backgrounds and their emigration to Senegal. So there's that. The novel is set up as Julitan's diary, and so we read Julitan's most intimate thoughts and feelings about her life in this complicated, messy, thorny marriage situation she's found herself in. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Hmm, or maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so here's what I loved about the novel Julitan by Miriam Warner Vieira. But real quick reminder that you can find out what I'm reading next and enjoy other awesome member perks by joining the Misty Bloom Book Club. If membership is not your thing, you're welcome to leave a nice tip in the tip jar. Also sign up for my mailing list. It is super lit with no spamming. Click around on mistybloom.com for all these details. Okay, back to Julitan, Mamadou's lie and betrayal 
broke not only Julitan's heart, but also her mind. Even worse is that Mamadou married a third wife and made a host of other dubious decisions. And with each deceitful choice that Mamadou made, Julitan's mental health deteriorated. This novel left me feeling that unrequited love has to be the worst pain in the world. But what was so impressive about this novel was that it was published in the early 80s and yet was so brave as to acknowledge and address mental illness in such a transparent, smart, and humane way. I was shocked. But you know what? All credit to the author, especially as a black diaspora woman writing about women's issues in such a way that's psychologically and emotionally intelligent. It was quite powerful. Secondly, this novel had such an incredible sense of time and place. It was freaking awesome. I felt nostalgic for a time and place I wasn't even alive for. I've been to Senegal a few times in the past several years, but obviously not Julatan 60s Senegal. So it felt like a privilege and a blessing to be taking way back in time to Senegal and to get to know a Senegal that's evolved into the one that I know. I could smell the delicious scent of of clothes drying in the sun, I could smell dust, the coming rain, the tropical scent of ripening mangoes, magnolia blossoms, and frangipanis. I could taste the butter rice and fish dish the characters ate for lunch every single day, which I'm guessing is the popular Senegalese dish called chibujian. This novel truly, truly transported me. Something else I took a lot of gleeful pleasure in with this novel was how Miriam Warner Vieira skillfully played with the concept of an unreliable narrator. Do you guys know what that is? Well, for those who might not be familiar with this literary device, an unreliable narrator is a narrator whose credibility is questionable or just full-on untrustworthy. So essentially, a character who is telling you a dubious story. And the unreliable narrator does this for a number of reasons. It could be perhaps because the character is delusional or they are intentionally lying and hiding something, or they're so severely biased and far from objectivity, or they are mentally ill, just like Julitan. Remember I said how her husband Mamadou's betrayal jeopardized Julitan's mental wellness? Miriam Warner Vieira playing up Julitan as a likely unreliable narrator was so good. It was delicious. It kept me on my toes as a reader, constantly questioning reality, because remember this novel is a diary, so there's only one point of view, one perspective, and it's Julitan's, and Julitan is mentally compromised. So the whole time I'm reading it, it almost felt like trying to piece a puzzle together. Did she? Did she not? Did that really happen? Or was that all in Julitan's vulnerable mind? I thought it was so cool how well the author used the unreliable narrator technique. It was unexpected and kept me riveted to the page. So guys, I think that's the main gist of what I enjoyed about Julitan by Miriam Warner Vieira. And so let's switch over to what I thought was not quite as enjoyable about the novel. But before I tell you what those things are, here's a quick message from my sponsor. Don't go anywhere. This episode of the Misty Bloom Book Club is made possible by the support of my novel, Oibo, spelled O-Y-I-B-O. It is 1976 when prodigal daughter Songoli returns to her mother's home in a remote southeastern Nigerian village with a wailing toddler on her hip. Not long after, Songoli vanishes again, leaving the fair-skinned and dreadlocked child Adesua and unanswered questions behind. Oibo is the haunting chronicle of Adesua's troubled girlhood in the village where she is persecuted for her biracial dreadlocked appearance. And after a tragedy occurs, the novel follows Adesua's devastating coming of age 
in the bustling cities of Lagos and ultimately Brooklyn, New York. Reviewers have described Oibo as captivating, powerful, and heart-wrenching. Oibo is available on Amazon. Welcome back to the Misty Bloom Book Club. Thank you for staying with me. So, back to what I enjoyed a little less about Juletan by Miriam Warner Vieira. Okay, I held a little something-something back because I wanted to save it for the second part of the episode, but um, the way the novel is structured, there are actually two protagonists. Bet you didn't expect me to say that. <laughs> One protagonist, Hélène, finds Juletan's diary and starts reading it. So we go back and forth between Juletan's actual story, as written by her in her diary, and Hélène's reaction to Juletan's story. And we also learn about Hélène's own life and how Juletan's story helps Hélène think through or maybe even come to terms with her own life choices. And interestingly enough, Hélène and Juletan's stories are not entirely separate. Both stories do merge because we come to find out that Hélène and Juletan's paths have crossed before in quite a significant way. It was kind of like a plot twist because I didn't expect both protagonists to be acquainted with each other. I thought Hélène would be a one-and-done, hit-it-and-quit-it. <laughs> I thought that her role would be to find Juletan's diary and launch us into the actual diary. However, I'm not gonna lie, at first I found it just slightly disruptive to have this dual protagonist style and having to go back and forth between both women instead of focusing on just Juletan for whom this novel is named for. But I actually kind of got into the dual protagonist thing when it sort of merged into one story. Overall, I still think I would have preferred just Juletan's story. I found it to be more interesting and layered, but I didn't hate or mind Elaine's story. Because at the end of the day, it was a story about two women on the cusp of making some really big life decisions within the context of the cultural expectation that women should take a back seat even in their own lives. So the dual protagonist approach was not a failure of the novel by any means. It was just more of a personal preference of mine that this novel, and especially for a novel this short, should have had a singular focus. My second critique of this novel is that, OMG, I could not come to terms with the fact that Juletan seemed to have no agency. Yes, she is presented to us as a character who is orphaned, has no family, and so is kind of adrift in the world and thus easily manipulated and taken advantage of. However, on the other hand, Juletan is also described as a modern woman. She is cultured and has refined taste. She is a connoisseur of 60s French cinema and its heavyweights, such as Martine Carole. Gerard Philippe. <laughs> I warned you that I'd be bougie. <laughs> Juletan also enjoys masterpieces of the seventh Japanese art cinema. It made me feel very joyfully elitist. <laughs> To read about Juletan's very upper-middle-class, discerning, sophisticated aesthetic. Juletan was raised attending concerts twice a year, and in between the biannual concerts, she'd listen to broadcasts of the Philharmonic concerts from major European cities. Juletan also enjoys classical music. She loves Beethoven's Symphony No. 9. And Adagio by Albanoni. So why am I telling you all these things? I mention all this because while I understand that a woman can be both modern and worldly and yet passive and weak, Juletan came off as entirely and completely stripping herself of any agency whatsoever and never bucking against what life throws at her. I found this extremely passive characterization frustrating and somewhat unbelievable. 
the final thing, which is something I actively disliked about this book, is that it never once stated what country the story was set in. It was just Africa. Juletan and Mamadou, for instance, set sail from Paris to Africa. We are never told where the ship docked or what country Mamadou is from. Senegal isn't mentioned once. And I found it maddening and shamefully reductive. Africa is not a country, and Senegal is not representative of an entire continent. And I also feel like Miriam Warner Vieira robbed Senegal of the opportunity to own the story and be credited with the intense beauty of the country the author describes in the novel. I was able to deduce that the country is Senegal from the very specific customs, clothing, foods, character names, etc. that the writer describes in this novel. It's even more disappointing to see an African diasporic person in a especially one who lives on the continent, do this with Africa. I mean, Marian Warner Vieira was quick to describe Juletan's life in the very specific city of Paris. Not Europe, mind you, but yet Senegal is denied the same courtesy. So that sums it up in terms of what I liked less about Juletan by Miriam Warner Vieira. Overall, though, what I liked about Juletan by far surpassed what I disliked. I thought it was a really powerful novel that packed a punch in just under 80 pages. Okay, so we've come to the point in the episode where I'm gonna try to guess what Miriam Warner Vieira, the author, is like as a person. And it just occurred to me that now is actually a perfect time for you to like and share this episode and to leave a comment. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can get automatic alerts for new episodes of the Misty Bloom Book Club. Thank you guys for your support. Okay, what do I think Miriam Warner Vieira is like? My guess is that she is a restrained, disciplined person, always in control of her emotions, never phased. Someone who is also organized and maintains a clean, organized home. Miriam Warner Vieira also comes across to me as deliberate. You know, the type of person who carefully considers her options before making decisions. So that's the personality profile of the author that I put together simply from reading Julie Tan. Let me know if I hit it out of the park or missed the mark. (laughs) That's it for this episode, you guys. This was fun. Hit me up on social media and let me know what you think of Julie Tan by Miriam Warner Vieira. I gotta go read the next book, so I'll see you on the next episode of the Misty Bloom Book Club. Thank you for hanging out with me on this episode of the Misty Bloom Book Club. Don't forget to like, share, leave a comment, and subscribe. To find me on social media or to contact me for sponsorship opportunities, or if you'd like to become a member of the Misty Bloom Book Club and enjoy all of those wonderful perks, go to www.mistybloom.com for all of my information. Be sure to check out my novel, Oibo, spelled O-Y-I-B-O, exclusively available on Amazon. Until next time, keep reading, stay lit, peace and love.